Tennessee, across the Mississippi's where I need to be. I was hammered down Jackson Town, and he made me head on, and he flipped it around. He was slinging mud in the median, disco lights on for some dancing fun. Oh no, don't stop me now, Mr. D.O.T. Don't leave me alone now. Hi, I'm Todd Dills, and in this edition of the Overdrive Radio Podcast, we're going to sit down on the uh, rare opportunity that I had the day of the Super Tuesday primaries to make part of a run with Kingston, Tennessee-based owner-operator Ted Bowers. He's the owner of a small trucking company that bears his name, Ted Bowers Trucking. As you'll hear, we didn't talk politics much, but uh, rather took a run through the challenges Bowers has faced in the recent and more distant past. Health issues that... uh, ended up impacting his ability to work and brought on a, a quite a load of debt that he just almost couldn't get back from. It was solved all, though, from help from a sort of a part-time accountant uh, that he um, uh, met and eventually struck a struck a business uh, relationship with after uh, Providence, as, as he says, brought the two together when the flatbedder was hauling out of Olympic medals and Loudoun, Tennessee. She's a great friend and business partner to this day. Her, her name's Teresa Coffey, and you know, she sort of dealt with uh, Bowers' creditors, he says, by establishing weekly profit targets for uh, for him and his then leased operation. He used to run in a in an old Walmart fleet cab over. It was a '98, actually, and it's quite quite a nice truck. Um, but uh, anyway, she also put together payment plans with his creditors and uh, you know, did a, a whole lot more for the business at that time. Um, that was about 10 years ago. But today, as you'll hear, I had the opportunity to jump into the uh, uh, 2005 Peterbilt 379. It's powered by a big uh, Caterpillar C15 that was 475 horsepower out of the factory. It's been turned up a good bit. And uh, um, I tell you what, let's hear it again, and and you'll get a good sense throughout the talk of uh, you know where Ted Bowers is today uh, in his business and doing well, uh, all told. And as he says, he's never worked a day in his life. And uh, loves nothing more than you know sitting between the two doors, looking out at the world going by through the big picture window, he, as he calls it, uh, in the truck. I was hauling in down at uh, Olympic Metals in Loudoun, and I met Teresa down there. A few weeks before that, I, I had been hauling, and uh, I asked the Lord to send me an angel.
said, no, we need the, the full amount. She said, no, you're not going to get it. If, if you don't take it, what we send you, our attorney said, it'll be paid in full, so there's no more bill. They took it. I worked night and day, running and running and running. And in three months, she had me completely caught up. And if it wasn't for Teresa, I would have lost everything I had. She, she helped me. Of course, I, I was out here working, but she distributed the money amongst the brethren. And we got it all. And now here I am, buying trucks and trucking and driving. Sure. Tell us a little bit about where you went from there. You, know, you got your authority back. And, um, well, she went and borrowed the money for me okay. at ORNL Credit Union.
Oskaloosa, Iowa called Cable Bay. Okay. And they make uh, tubing. They have they take the tubing and they got cables that run through it with polyurethane discs that actually travel to pull your corn or your cornflakes or your Cheerios through it, food grade stuff, with no with 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 uh, uh, no dust and there's no uh, spillage and uh, no waste like your corn uh, do uh, go through your uh, augers the augers will actually chew up your corn yeah. or your corn flakes or whatever you're, you're putting through it this will not there's zero waste and that's it's pretty actually pretty amazing watch, watch it work and then there from Iowa over there you typically run up to Chicago go to yeah, Gary Chicago Indiana East Chicago Indiana to Gary and I reload back to Bonham, which that's for Ryerson. And I take it back down there and they ship it out, cut it up and ship it out into other things. You, you do own another truck now. I know you've had a couple others uh, here recently that, uh, that actually ended up selling. And you mentioned the just kind of the getting out into that kind of small fleet owner sort of role and uh, that being kind of a, kind of an issue for you. What was, what yeah. was the deal there? Was it uh, hanging out with the drivers? I guess right? it, it was drivers. Uh, uh, some of them didn't know how to work on trucks. Sure. Uh, didn't know what was wrong with it. Uh, I had one driver, a super nice guy. Yeah. Never, never turned down a load. Never said no. Just went wherever it was told to go. Never said nothing. But he didn't know. Didn't know nothing about the truck, the mechanical working of and he'll tell you that he didn't know. But uh, uh, it's uh, another drivers, you know they they know it all. They're not going to do tell me what they're not going to do, and they're going to do this, they're not going to do that. And I spoiled them. I paid them 26 percent and let them buy whatever they wanted for the truck, and reimburse them, or just let them charge it like chrome or whatever they wanted. And Teresa tried to warn me not to do that, but I did, you know, try to keep them happy. Right. That's the thing is trying to retain other drivers. Right. And a lot of them nowadays, drivers want insurance, health insurance. Sure. And I don't blame them. But when you got a small company like this, it's hard to afford that kind of stuff. It's very hard. The profit margin for trucking is so slim that most people out here public which they wouldn't know but they don't realize that you know time is money we don't have plenty of either one and these drivers think that you can you know just go out here and blow money you can't i can't go out here and buy a new that's why i'm not buying a new truck i don't want to spend the money you know i can pay for it maybe but what the economy falls again there i'm stuck with but this one here can sit in the driveway and not eat no grass you know, so so that that's that's the thing there. So I found that I'm better off 
fix it and get it going. That's why I kept that one. And here's what I'm going to do for him. Here was my, my suggestion. That truck will be paid for in two and a half years. Okay, there's a balloon payment at the end of it for $11,000. I'm going to refinance that for him and let him pay me, leave at least on for me, and it'll be his truck. So he actually has something to work for. Sure. I was going to do the same thing for the other two drivers. They just couldn't do it. They couldn't stick with it. Sure. So I didn't have no choice but to sell the trucks. Sure. That's an interesting way to approach it. So he, at the end of this, he's not putting any money into the truck payments now. No. But at the end, you're just going to uh, refine. Let him take on that final balloon. Yes. And keep the truck. Yes. Okay. Now he's working for himself. Sure. I mean, even though I'm putting the bill for now, that's fine. I don't mind because I am making money off of it. So, but at the end of it, he'll have his own truck, and that's what he wants. And I like helping people like that. People like that, uh, I don't mind it one bit. He's a good driver. Like I said, I'm not dependable. I don't have to worry about him. I don't have to hear from him. Yep. So you guys, yeah, that kind of cements a good long-term relationship too so you guys have been working together kind of uh you know now both contributing to the business from now on as long yeah. as he sticks around right and then uh i have one guy leased on to me with his own truck okay you do yeah uh doug witt okay. Knoxville. now he pulls eti stuff okay. and see the good thing about eti is we pull their trailers we don't get charged anything. We pull our traders for free. Okay. And that really helps us a lot. Right. Now Doug just went out and bought him a trailer last week. And he's going to put a mango kit on like I've got. So he can haul steel back. He's, he's like 62. So tarpon is an issue. I mean, you can fall off that. You know, now Jim, all my drivers, I told him, if you want to haul lumber, it's cheap. That's fine to haul lumber, but nobody tarps lumber with me. Nobody. Because if you fall off that, you're going to get hurt. As you mentioned here, uh, Ted is running with a with a flatbed with a, uh, with a Van Gogh Conestoga kit on it, right? Yes. Yeah, I had it. Uh, Jerry Cardwell, a trailer specialist, sold the, the kit to me and put it on. Actually installed it there in Knoxville. So all and all your guys are running flatbed. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes if it slows down, Jim will, and I don't even know nothing about it until the next week when I see his back work. Yeah. He'll take a a van from uh, Piney Flats, Tennessee, from UPS down to UPS down in uh, Jacksonville, Florida. Yeah. He does that sometimes, and then he gets a load coming right back. That pays good. That's a real good round right there. A real good round. And it's easy. Just open the doors. You mentioned earlier margins, uh, profit margin, truck businesses. Yeah. Tight. Yes, it's very tight. Uh, what keeps you in it? I guess you have to love what you do. And I got told you so many times, I've never worked a day in my life. I love what I do. Uh, the local stuff, I did it for a long time. That's a lot harder on me now that I'm older, getting in and out of trucks much, up down on the trailer. This started out in cold. Yeah, I started out hauling coal when I was young. That was 
to go back to that. We'll never see it again. Not in Tennessee anymore. Uh, I started out when I was 14 hauling off Wind Rock Mountain and Peach Ross Mountain over there. And he still said I'm going to be by Samaria with that. But anyway, that's where I started. And then, then I went to, uh, finally got in the flatbed. And I was with Mettler, AJ Mettler, not for a long time. I pulled glass. I pulled sleep back off glass, you know. And I, really, I enjoyed that. And I worked at Pilot. I worked at Aztec. I hauled gas for a long time. I enjoyed that. That's pretty good. Gas hauling pretty easy, just sticking the ground. So that's, that's pretty good. But, uh, but this is probably the, I guess, I finally got the truck I wanted the way I wanted.